Hey, all you Boldologists, we have some exciting news for you. As of right now, we have some swag up on our website. So if you head over to theboldlogic.com forward slash swag, you can pick up your swag and be bold with us today. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Somebody messaged me today and said, hey, I heard your episode on Richard Osler's podcast. Listen, Listen learn, learn love. love. He said, since then, I've listened to like most of your podcasts and I love it. And he said that his episode is airing tonight. So I'm going to give it a listen. Just got the notification. New episode posted. New episode. Boom. And there's a new episode of Husband-in-Law because you're listening to this. Right. That means new episode. <laughs> Welcome. We just had dinner. Spaghetti. Broccoli. Sausage. Cheese. Watermelon. Watermelon dollops. Watermelon dollops. Yeah. (laughs) That's what those are. Have you ever seen Penny try and make those? Like, oh (laughs) my gosh. She tries to scoop it like a watermelon baller. Watermelon baller. (laughs) It's like, yeah, she tries to make these huge balls and then it just sprays everywhere and there's watermelon juice all over. (laughs) Wow. Drives me nuts. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So fun. We practiced the uh, our Carol Baskin TikTok. Yeah. That dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was I, dinner entertainment. I had the lyrics wrong, evidently. It's all right. Sarah set you straight. Actually, we set you straight, and then we got clarification from Sarah to make sure we were right. Yeah. She's a TikToker. So Steve had a custody story he wants to share. Oh, yeah. I helped we mediate wanted- <laughs> a custody battle today. Oh. Between this couple, split up, and at my hotel. They were both staying at my hotel. <laughs> but they're not together. No. Did they Separate split up rooms. while they've been staying at your hotel? No. Or they just... I didn't know they even knew each other. We just had a guest in a room with a dog, and a guest in another room with a dog. And at some point, we're all just like, That's doesn't that dog. look like the same dog? <laughs> and come to find out, they have shared custody. Of the of dog. Booby. Bubby. Bubby. <laughs> Booby. <laughs> maybe, maybe, buddy. Please edit that out. No, leave it. Of Bubby. Matt thinks that he has shared custody of Booby, too. I do. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Bobby. then. Steve, could you not play with that on your lap there? Looks funny from this angle. <laughs> it's my pop socket. <laughs> Just play with my pop socket in my lap, Matt. <laughs> Will you please move it? Because you played with it the whole time we were recording last time, too. <laughs> it's kind of fun to play with, all right? Okay, anyway, so these people, you did not know they knew each other. No, but we eventually <laughs> put two and two together that that's the same dog that's in his room by night and her room by day because they have shared custody of Bubby. So do you think that's why they ended up at the same hotel together? Probably. It's because of the dog. Yes. And it's yeah. and they both were staying for an extended period of time. Anyway, today, crap hit the fan. <laughs> it's a big dispute about custody with Bubby because they're fighting and neither of them want the other to 
be able to be in Bubby's life. So I had to go break up the fight and like mediate the whole scenario. Did you let him know you had experience in, in <laughs> dealing said, with custody? I said, listen to my podcast. <laughs> you guys can work this out. <laughs> All these things apply to dog custody too. How often do you think that happens that there's like big fights over dog custody? I know a few it? people that have split and still share their dog or their cat. Really? Yeah. Do they fight about it? I don't know. I feel like you would have to the have... The ones a, I know of don't, to my knowledge, but... Like make it a good relationship if you're going to share dog custody but some people just like to have things to be angry about that's how i feel about if you're arguing over dog custody but i don't know somebody tell us do you have dog custody yeah is there do any of our listeners have shared custody of their dog or partial custody of their dog i guess it would be i wonder how often that happens i know it does but I'd be Cat. interested. Does somebody want to come Hamster. on our podcast and share their stories of their pet custody? I don't think we want that. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so that was our custody story. That's Steve's custody story. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we had a crazy kind of custody story this week, too. Oh? And just walked in our house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who does she think she is? Me? <laughs> well, you, yeah. yeah which has not happened since we've moved into this house so four years yeah she didn't. and there's very clear paperwork that we're not supposed to approach each other's cars things like that yeah. and so what's like what do you mean she just she she knocked i mean there's knock? yeah we agreed to have her stepdaughters come over because they ended up with them on an extra week which yeah. is great. We are totally happy to do that. But I opened the door to let the girls in because I knew that's who is here. And she's standing on the porch with them with her other daughter. And I like had no idea what to say because this is not, if we had done that to her, it would have been a fight, right? Quite possibly. It would not possibly. be greeted well. Yeah. I don't, Isn't I don't it crazy know. that you can't stand on each other's porches? It is so sad. It is. Super sad. It is so sad. But I get it. I mean, I know the history. I get it. Yeah. And it just was sad to me because it just makes things so awkward for the kids. So I was like, hey, Sarah, your sisters are here, you know, and I just walked away. I was fine. I said hi and was nice, whatever. But then she proceeded to walk into our house and was there for five minutes. Talking to to Hank and Sarah. Yeah. Had she ever been in your house? Yes. She's been in this house once. Just once, I think. Mm. Yeah, right when we moved in. And the kids really wanted to show her their rooms. Yeah. And we're like, that's fine. And honestly, I feel like you should know where your kids are living. Absolutely. And like be able to see their living circumstances. So that's fine. It was fine then. (laughs) It made me very uncomfortable this week. And I had to take off on a run afterwards. I was so like, just my adrenaline was going and. So I went and ran the fastest I've ran in a year. I got some, I got some records on my Garmin. <laughs> How fast? Not very fast. I'm slow now. I had sub eight minute miles, but that's fast. It was decent. Not the whole thing, but anyways, I ran. no. But it was just very unexpected, and, and it was unexpected. And it just, I mean, I honestly like going back. How sad is it that we can't feel comfortable with? the other parent coming into the home, right? 
with the and other parent walking the child to the porch of the other home. Yeah, right. even that's like being a little... on the porch when the door opens. Yeah, and, and we'll get to it in in our story as to why that is. But like, but it, it's a real problem the fact that those things are in place for, for a, reason. a reason and there's court boundaries. ordered. Yeah, basically her doing correct. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. In saying yeah, that, just the circumstances that happened. Yeah. Bottom line is for her to then yeah. come right into the house. Yeah, that's... yeah, there are several things that get pushed on the custody order of what isn't, isn't okay. But that one was shocking to me. Right. And it was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. I didn't think that the boundaries would have been like, I don't know, crossed that much. Yeah. Of yeah, being. Agree. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting because I've been thinking about this specific topic this week in in regards to, I'm going to bring up Dave and Rachel Hollis, like getting divorced and how people are really attacking them about that and saying that they were two-faced and all of these things. And I'm like, I hope that people don't feel like we're being two-faced about this because we do have a great relationship with Steve and we also get that there are other relationships, custody agreements that you just can't, you can't co-parent together. And that's not bad or wrong. It just doesn't work. And what's best for you and the kids is to have like more of a parallel parenting situation. It's sad, but it's just the reality. Yeah. So we do get it. And we're not trying to hide that at all. Cause I was like, are people going to backlash on us for, <laughs> for that? For what? For not speaking up more about the fact that we don't have well, we're getting perfect there. co-parenting relationships. I'm trying to remember how much we've brought that up. We haven't a lot. We haven't like a lot the, because the, we haven't gotten to the point in right. our podcast of why. But it really is fascinating yeah. the two total extremes that we have of yeah, so Jessica, s- you and your ex. That's me, <laughs> Matt. You and your ex. I mean, it's yeah, it's very different situations, and that's yeah. why I feel like we actually can speak to this to co-parenting. Because you know relationships what it's like on both sides. Because we, we know what it's like on both sides. Like we've experienced both extremes. We get it. And it doesn't work for everybody. And, and that's okay. It's just reality. Yep. You just got to figure out what works for you. Keep trying your best. Yeah. Do the best you can and make the most of the situation. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say about that? No. It was just, it was unexpected. And that's the word I will use. It was unexpected. Because we, we had another friend who we were talking with in our living room. And then it was like, yeah. Yeah. And so then I was like totally thrown off of my conversation with her. Yeah. And I had to text her after I text her. And I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. I was just very thrown off. And she's like, Oh, I assumed, you know, something, something was, was going, going on. And so, yeah, it was interesting. Anyways. And another speaking th- of speaking of when was the first time we went to her house? Well, I'd been over there before. But it's interesting because that was before we were married. Yeah. And I've only been over there like a handful of times. Probably just a couple. Yeah. But we went over there for Halloween the first year we were married. Yep. Like we had to stop by and we didn't have to. We got to stop by and take pictures with the kids. Yeah. And it was her year for the which for Halloween. Halloween. Which Halloween was that? The very first one we were married. I didn't make any costumes that year. Penny was, Penny, I think, was a witch. Oh. Oh, okay. And something else. I feel like she had. She was a witch. Hank was a ninja. Yeah. Sarah was a cat. It's funny. I ran into Larissa on Quinn's 
Sorry, I was playing, <laughs> playing with, with his pop, pop socket again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna put my no. I need my phone for the timeline. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I want to keep you going. No, I want it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I ran into Larissa when I was paddleboarding the other day on Quinn's yeah. She Pond. told me this. Oh yeah. Keep going though. And she was. I don't know what brought it up, but somehow we were reminiscing back of two that that year's Halloween when me. And Penny, as a witch, went trick-or-treating with her and her son. I don't remember that. That's funny. I didn't know that either. I don't remember how it came about. I think it was kind of last minute, but I had met her very recently through you guys. Yeah. And I think she just hit me up and was like, hey, let's do the single parents with Halloween thing or whatever. And like, hey, come over. (laughs) And so, yeah, so me and Penny went trick-or-treating with her and her son. That's awesome. It was fun. It is nice to have when you only have one kid. It's nice to have people to take your kids trick or treating with and to yes. do things like that with. Yep. Yeah. We have all the kids on all the holidays, but Steve's every other just year has Penny. Yeah, every other year. Yeah, sorry, every other. But if they're with us, they're all with us, is what I mean. So yeah. So there was that, and that's when I mean things were still manageable at that point, and like we. Manageable is not the word. Things were. What's the word? You're talking about with Anne and yeah. Jack? Yeah. Things were good enough that. They were amicable. Amicable. Thank you. <laughs> well, at some point, Jessica, we were talking about doing a family trip to the Oregon coast. Yeah. Probably around this time frame. Mm-hmm. It was going to be. All of us. All of us, including we were going to invite Anne and Jack. Yeah. And their kids. Yeah, and it's always like from the beginning, and I I put a post up about this, but just about from the beginning, I was so excited to have a good relationship amongst all of us because I knew Steve already had met them and then I met them and I was like, oh my gosh, we can make this work. And I was so excited to like do family pictures together because what would be like, wouldn't that be the coolest to be able to have all of the kids and all of all our of families. Yeah, and all of their parents and the different arrangements. And I just thought that would well, be so amazing. And it's funny that it's even gone one layer beyond that, that we are all friends with Jack's ex-wife. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. We are friends with Jack's ex-wife. So Matt's ex-wife's <laughs> This is ex- Steve's favorite. <laughs> oh, gosh, I can't even Matt's ex-wife's husband's ex-husband. So wait, let's start with me. Ex-husband. So my ex-wife's husband's ex-wife's husband's ex-wife. <laughs> that's who we were all hanging out at the pool with last month yeah (laughs) yeah they came over for sarah's birthday yeah and like it would be very nice to be able to have all those people together and actually that was a a topic of conversation about when jack's ex-wife came and was at the pool was she asked the question would you guys be okay if we had like a big barbecue over here with everybody with everybody and this was just last month, and it was an like it was a quick and swift no way like w- we are not ready for that. Yeah, there's been too many there. Yeah. The boundaries haven't been kept enough to be able to yeah. facilitate that. But the fact that, that she happen. was there was because it was what was it? it was Sarah's birthday? Yeah, and Sarah wanted to invite her stepsister. Yeah, it was a surprise. We surprised oh yeah, yeah we surprised okay. her. So y'all invited her stepsister and her stepsister's mom because it was yeah. still we we're just trying to keep things amongst family. And yeah, this was mid We all share so. kids. So. so you're like, Sarah, you get to invite one person to your party. It was a surprise. Oh, okay. But I knew that was a safe bet, and I knew that's who she would want to come anyways. 
So it worked out great. But it is true. Like, it's crazy that we have like this circle of friends. I just, I just imagine like how cool would it be to really have a huge family picture at the Boise Depot. Yeah. Of being able to like. All of us. All of us. That would be that would so be a awesome. a pretty cool statement. It yeah. would be. Um, there's a there's a link missing though. <laughs> if yeah, if all were respect, well, respectful. Yeah, and of- so one of the things that actually comes up here right around this time is like shortly after this, this us being able to go to her house and have this, and we there just started to be little issues right after that, and we continued to be amicable for quite a while after this, but but things started happening like. I remember one morning I was home with the kids. You had gone to work and Hank and Sarah are sitting at the breakfast table eating happily. I even remember what they were eating because this is like seared into my head. They were eating oatmeal, which at the time they loved. Didn't you just post about oatmeal today? I did post about oatmeal today, which is so funny because I I don't eat oatmeal very often. (laughs) But um, at the time we did, we ate it fairly regularly and the kids liked it. No problem. And called to talk to the kids. I gave them the phone and they're talking and it wasn't on speakerphone or anything, but I could hear the conversation as you can often on cell phones. And she's asking them questions about what they're having for breakfast. And then it leads to if they like it. And the kids like look at me and they're like, no, we don't. And she goes, well, you don't have to eat what she feeds you and you don't have to listen to her. And then after that, as soon as they got off the phone, the kids refused to eat their breakfast. They like threw this big fit about it and it was like an instant change in them. And also it hit me so hard. It was so painful because here I am trying to take care of these kids that are in my care, in my home, who I care about, and they're directly being told they don't have to listen to me. And they are little. Yeah. Like little. Four, four and five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Right around there. Because this was shortly... Or five or six. Five and six. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the exact ages because Penny yeah. was three when we got married. And just, I would have been like, yeah, well, you know what? I don't have to feed you. And that's kind of, I mean... <laughs> Give me that oatmeal back. <laughs> that's the response you want to have. And then right. I'm like, but what does that lead to for anybody? Right, right, right. Because it's not them. Right. It's what they're being told. And just like there were just moments... And at that age, moments, yeah. coming from their parent, like... Of course. That's... Yes, who they love and they respect as they should. It'd be, it would have been just like I called them on the phone because this is their respectable parent. Yes. That they know and respect and listen to. It would have been just like if I would have called from work and said the exact same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have to listen to Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> so I that was the first time that things like that I really realized this was going to be harder (laughs) with that relationship than what I I had planned or hoped for. And I started seeing consistently the issues from that popping up of disrespect and things like that, especially from Hank, because he was older and he knew more what he was doing. You know, Um, Sarah's always been pretty easygoing, so she didn't latch onto that as much. But it was, yeah. I just remember that moment like so clearly in my mind that led to some of these other things. And it was during that time, too, that she showed up at your house. Uh, It was later on. Or you showed up at her house to pick up the kids and she started yelling at you about me in front of the kids and swearing 
calling me names. Yeah. In front of them. At that point, we knew it was just a regular thing that's happening. So, yeah. But it was right. Wasn't it at this time? Because this is... No, it wasn't. Now we're all processing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the, the time where... Well... That was later on. Yeah. It was later when on. He was, when, when Hank was seven. Yeah. So it was just... There are these moments of... And somebody pointed out to me that there's moments of like mourning what you thought you were going to have of this relationship that I thought I was going to be able to have. And that's really the first time I remember that hitting me of mourning the fact that this was, we weren't going to be able to go on family vacations together probably. And we weren't probably going to facilitate, we might be able to do family pictures, but it just, I knew it was going to be hard at that point. Yeah. No barbecue at the pool. No, no barbecue. Yeah. It has escalated since then. And at that point, I'm still struggling with, I don't know how Matt feels about me as a step parent, as a, you know, being a part of his kid's life. I don't know this other person who's raising them obviously doesn't respect me, nor my position as somebody that's taking care of her kids. So it was, it was, it was hard. And I that's think a, to me, that's a pretty freaking gutsy move to, mm -hmm. to the person who really is their child's caretaker. Yeah. For half half the time. Like I'm feeding Matt's them. Matt's working. Matt's at work. If Matt's early at work or late getting home. They're in your care. You're the one feeding them. You're the one like wouldn't you want that your child's step parent to treat them to the way you would? Yeah. To care for them the way they would care for their own kids and to give them the same treatment they would give their own kid? Like Yeah. Yeah. It and I, I don't know. I just I just have a hard time fathoming. I mean, I, I feel like this is just such a common thing. Like, it isn't just me. I feel it's like not, I'm not the only step parent that deals with this. It is a common issue in so many co-parenting relationships where it's hard for people to see that. And I don't know where it all stems from, but it stems from something in that relationship. I think sometimes it's jealousy. Sometimes it's this person's going to try and take over my role as their parents. Sometimes it's, you know, whatever it is that they're feeling that then gets brought out this way and is really just not a great thing for your kid. I feel like even just on a selfish level, like it's in my favor, Matt, to maintain a good relationship with yep. you simply because I want to have some input in how my daughter is treated by her stepfather. And yeah. right. to put myself at completely odds with you would inhibit that. Yep. So, and, and so even if I'm not doing it for you. And think about this here sets the tone that every conversation about me is done solely through Penny. Mm -hmm. That you and I can't talk face to face about it, yeah. but that I can tell her anything and everything you want about how to act around her stepdad. Or <clears throat> to, yeah. I just, and during this time too, don't, I don't, don't see how someone could, what a wall. seems very short sighted to me what, to what, not see yeah, what a there wall is benefit in having a good relationship. And in building up my kids' views of their step parent. Yeah. For the purpose of what? If nothing else, for the purpose of being able to have some say in that relationship. Yeah. Some input, I guess. I don't know. I'm saying that. Yeah. Well, and I, I know there were issues on like mistakes made by everybody during these, this first time, 
it's just bound to happen when you're trying to blend families and figure those yeah. things out. Everyone's navigating something yes. new and try, you know, we're, we're Matt just... and I are trying to figure each other out. We're trying to figure out our roles in our kid, like the kids' lives and how you navigate that. And I remember at, at the beginning, well, a few months in, it just got easier for Anne and I to communicate on schedule because I was with the kids, you know, when Matt's at work and stuff. And usually when she's dropping them off or picking them up or whatever. And so there was some of that that, and it, it became an issue because Matt wasn't communicating with me and I needed to know what was going on. And so then it ended up that Anne and I were just communicating and then that got real bad within a year. That was towards the next summer that things started happening with that. Um, But that was a big learning curve of how this all works and figuring out how to manage all of that. And now I I do not communicate with her. And it's been like that for years that we realized, okay, this is just better if Matt just handles it no matter what. And then he just has to be better about communicating with me. I still wish we could have Anne on the podcast. (laughs) I know that's just not in the realm of possibility, but. Yeah. There's just got to be a whole other side to this story that I just don't even. Just can't even begin to wrap my head around. Yeah. And I would love to hear it, but I know that's not an option. Not going to happen. Maybe you can have a conversation. <laughs> Just you and her. Yeah. That's probably about the only way it'd be able to happen. That would be fascinating. <laughs> also during this time, I think a major turning point for Matt and I was when, and we brought this up briefly before, but when I encouraged you to quit UPS. Because you we did wanted to make we did want to make it a priority that you were able to be home at night with the kids. Yeah. And this is part of who you are is this drive to be an entrepreneur and to like you love it. Yeah. I love doing my own thing. Yeah. And I could see that and I knew that. And so in order to really do that, you needed more time. Do you know what the sound of an entrepreneur is? What? Sound of water sloshing in the back of your car. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk about Matt being an entrepreneur, I think of the story you talk about of that sound. With what the in the world is in the back of your car? Matt has a cooler. Water sloshing around. <laughs> yeah. For his little business, his business that he's dealing out of his trunk. <laughs> yeah. Snacks and sodas. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I mean, I knew that was something that was important. And I wanted you to pursue that dream. And I also wanted you to know that I had your back right. in pursuing those dreams. So we, you quit. That was a big conversation. Yeah. Like that, was, that took a lot of coaxing. Like I think you wanted me to quit that for quite some time and trying to convince me, like, look, we're going to be okay. Like, yeah. it's, everything's going to be fine and it'll work itself out. Yeah. And I was scared to death of doing that because here I have a job that pays well part-time and it gives me full-time benefits like you can't really get that anywhere else yeah and i was so used to having these great benefits and yeah yeah and i think it's at that point that you realized more that i had your back yeah and so i think that was a step forward in breaking down those walls that you'd put up at the beginning of our marriage of okay I'm here. I want you to go after what your dreams. I'm willing to put in work to do that as well. And this is when I started sewing a lot more from home. Maybe I can trust my wife. Maybe I can. (laughs) Slowly. (laughs) Yeah, I started doing more sewing jobs. Yep. 
for the sake of income. Yeah. To supplement the income. Yeah. Okay. And like we didn't really well, I think, need it, and, and I but think, it was for, you know, like it helped at Christmas time. I remember that, that yeah. first Christmas. It was big that I had put in the time to give us extra money. And if we haven't established it on here, Jessica is an amazing seamstress. <laughs> well, and you got me one of my first big jobs. Jimmy, who we were talking about in the last episode, yeah. his wife was competing for Mrs. World, which was big. And she, yeah, she needed went to China, a, didn't she? something like that. And she needed a costume made at the last minute for it. And I made it. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to charge this lady? who's my age, <laughs> but she's anyways, like thinking this is a big deal. This is taking me a ton of time, but not feeling like I could charge. And you really stepped in and were like, no, 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 you got to charge, like track your hours and charge for it. Well, and it, it was more know, of a talk. Know your worth. Exactly. Like, it was yeah. more of a talk of know your worth and you figure out what it is, what your time is really worth to you. Yeah. I feel like that's the type of trade that's real easy to just sink a ton of time into and get undercompensated for. And then if you did the math, just be like, oh, yeah, I was making way less than minimum wage. Yes. And that's what happened so often when I sewed is that I put in the time and I had the time. But you'd get massages. No. (laughs) Talking about like when Steve and I were married, I sewed hundreds of dolls and hats and all of these things oh, yeah, to you sell used to as do well. All those craft sock monkeys. And... sock monkeys. I didn't do sock monkeys at the time. That was after. You did tons of. I think your biggest sellers were the hat hair thingies. Yeah, with the headbands. Headbands. Yeah. And, but it was just my way of being able to show up to support you in this move towards being able to do this. <laughs> when I think what that did, it gave me the confidence of knowing. Okay. My wife is also going to be putting in the work. If it needs to happen. Yeah. And it showed me that that was going to happen, which yeah. was huge. Which was contrary to your current beliefs right. Right. prior to that and to your prior beliefs. Exactly. She won so, Mrs. World, by the way. Must have been that costume. <laughs> okay, that's fun. pretty freaking rad. It's pretty fun to make. You sewed a, a dress for Mrs. World. Like, that's incredible. Thanks. Was it a dress? It wasn't a dress. It was a, a jumpsuit? It was a jumpsuit, a short jumpsuit. I'll post a picture because I love it. It was really it was fun awesome. to make. And I felt very honored that she would trust me with that at that point, too. Yeah. This, I mean, it was a big deal. And she didn't know much about me except that I was Matt's wife and I sewed. Yeah. And it probably pushed limits for me to... Oh, you learned a ton from it. I did learn a ton from it. But it was really fun. Really fun. I came across, across pictures the other day of your gown for the fashion show at the, the oh, Boise uh-huh. Art Museum. Yeah. Of what was the challenge? Like pick a which ones? Location. The landscape. Yeah, you wore several. The landscape one. The like landscape one. It was like pick a build create a an out a, a look yeah. that represents a local attraction in Boise or something like that. To right? Idaho. I think it to was Idaho. to Idaho. Well yours was Camel's Back Park, yeah. which is this really popular park and kind of the gateway to the foothills where all the trails begin and everything and that was incredible it was really fun and looked like anyone in boise knew dang well the minute her arms went up and those you could see the trails on the, the back. trail yeah all of a sudden were... just like oh my gosh camel's back park in the form of elegant evening wear <laughs> it was incredible it was so was fun. fun and if, if i ever do drag <laughs> i've got you <laughs> <laughs> miss camel's back <laughs> 
I still have it. We'd have to take the bus down. Well, I guess you just stuff it. Stuff it. Yeah, you don't take the bus down when you're doing drag. But it is like moments like this, too, that were so important to keep us together. I want to pause and say something. Could you, if you are married, could you ever imagine your husband saying this to you in your entire life? (laughs) If If I I do drag, drag. I got your back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's why we're not married anymore, Matt. I know, but still. (laughs) It would make it that much cooler if I were up there on stage, too, saying, yeah, my ex-wife makes all my costumes. (laughs) She's here tonight. Hey, She's the bald one in the back. The bald one. In the back. <laughs> Stand up. Oh wait, you already are. <laughs> yes. That's basically how. Anyway, sorry, down. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> it was a funny point. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's moments no. like this. No, that- I'm trying to picture Matt and drag. <laughs> Oh, jeez. You look lovely. (laughs) Isn't she lovely? In high school, during a tennis tournament, I was approached by another team. Female said, hey. Oh, I thought you meant like the other team. Yeah, the other team. (laughs) Guys who play for the other team? No, a girl. (laughs) No, a girl who plays for the other team. She says, hey, could I pay you to shave your legs and put you in heels? I just want to see your legs and heels. I was like, did you? No. Because I was like, now I want to see your legs and heels. (laughs) Matt has amazing calves. Let's establish that too if we haven't And he does shave his legs now, so. Now he always has. Yeah, always have. (laughs) Since when though? In high school were you? Uh, No, At that point you weren't. We get off topic so I do think it's funny that Penny finds it off-putting and very strange that men have hair. When men don't shave uh-huh. their body hair <laughs> because her dad and her stepdad both do. Neither one of them have body hair. Yeah, but she's like, he had such hairy arms. Why doesn't he shave those? <laughs> That's funny. I like guys with hair. I had to convince Matt to grow back his chest hair after we got married. Yeah. Which I was glad. He's got hair on his chest. He shaves his arms and legs. Steve trims his. I leave my, yeah, I trim. And I leave my chest hair, though. Match, match. Anyways, what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) How would someone wanted you to do it? Oh, yeah. No, before before that. Oh, okay. (laughs) I I was saying that these are moments in a marriage, like even when things are hard, that make you realize why you're in it. And that there is something, there's something good there. Because if you have a wife that is willing to support you in chasing your dreams, and he is willing to support me and back me up saying, oh yeah, she's good enough to sew that dress for you. Like that sends a message to me too, that he thinks I can do it. He's Mm. putting that, like showing me that I can do it. I mean, and isn't that what a relationship is about? Is like you both were giving each other the reassurance, the little extra boost of confidence to do what you needed to do. Yeah. I mean, that's to do something that speaks to your heart. And that's what sewing was for me then was just something. It was an outlet. It was a creative process that but that that dress for the Boise Art Museum cost us a decent chunk of money and took me hours to create. And yet Matt never I mean, he totally supported that and pushed me to do it. And so I think that's important for people to realize is you don't stay in a crappy relationship when you don't get any of that. Like that's when you have to evaluate 
if you should stay. Because if you still get the freedom to be yourself within that, you can see how you can make it through. You know, like you can see that you're going to be okay because there's these moments. But if you're not getting those moments, that's usually the point where you should turn and run. (laughs) But there was enough of that because I... But can you work through that? You can work through anything if... If both parties are willing. If both parties are willing. And I don't want to say anything. Like if there's abuse and things like that, like that's never okay. We never Right. There is support that. That the line has to be drawn. Yes. But I do believe you can work through a lot of things should you choose, like should you put the effort in and and there are ways to do that. But those were good moments for me and especially like that dress with the, and I think you came to both fashion shows that I did, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. And that was a big deal, too, that you showed up at this fashion show to be there to support me. Yeah. Sat in the crowd next to Steve. <laughs> and your mom. And, and my mom. And cheered me on. So there were moments that definitely I was reminded that, oh, yeah, he's proud of me. He wants me to be myself. He wants me to do things that light me up. Yep. So it may have been hard, but at least we had those moments <laughs> for both of us. What size shoe do you wear, Matt? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ten and a half. (laughs) Oh, dang it. In men's. Depends on the brand. In men's. (laughs) Yes, that's men's. Do we need to go to North Carolina? Because that's what I wear in women's. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ten and a half. You have small feet. These are little feet. I don't know how I stay upright on these things. (laughs) I always thought that was funny. You had such little feet for how tall you are. When people ask me what size shoe I have, that's what I tell them. Ten and a half. In women's. Oh, man. I think that's... Is there anything else we wanted to go into right now? That's probably a pretty good place to stop. Steve, where were you at? Like, were you, so you were still working at the courtyard, feeling miserable. November of 2013 is when I finally quit the courtyard. Okay. So you came back. And you've been at this hotel ever since. Ever since, 2013. And you really like it. It's a long time. The final straw was... So that's that's almost the same amount of time as your marriage to Jessica. Oh my gosh. I've been married to the Fairfield longer than to you. (laughs) Longer. It is longer. Seven plus. Well, and actually, this episode should drop... Oh, it'll be after our anniversary. Our anniversary? Matt's anniversary. So we <laughs> what? Steve, we'll remind you that you no longer have an anniversary with Jessica. <laughs> we have do. a divorcery. <laughs> it's still it's still on, it's still the date we got married. Just because we're not married anymore. Um <laughs> Well, you be careful or ask your wife out on a date on my anniversary. <laughs> I know. I've done it before. <laughs> I'll do it again. Um. Anyways, it will be Matt and mine. I think this will ha- be after our anniversary, but the 28th of June is our anniversary. Yep. And we will have been married seven years, which means that we will have officially passed up both of our first marriages because Steve and I were married seven years which I feel like is a big deal. Thank you. That's a preemptive clap. Golf clap. <laughs> you, you think we're going to make it? I guess preemptive. we'll see. <laughs> I should have waited on the clap. We'll see. Maybe you just, we'll jinxed, maybe you just jinxed our marriage. <laughs> I'm going to feel real bad if this is husband-in-law's last episode. 
<laughs> Steve clapped <laughs> preemptively. <laughs> you all's marriage falls apart tonight. We're going to blame you. Dang it. <laughs> it's all right. We blame you for lots of stuff anyways. You jerk. We better make sure we do something that doesn't make it fall apart. Did you hear about fancy dinner the other night? I saw it on your stories. Yes, fancy. So the other night, Matt's leaving to go disc golfing with my dad. And he's like, are we doing something fancy for dinner tonight? And I look at him. It's Sunday night. I would like to point out out that I asked this question from the window of my bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Yes. (laughs) I was out on the front porch, huh? Yeah. And he asked, you can talk to people from the front porch who are at the window of our bathroom. That's why it's like, oh, if you're pooping when the doorbell rings, you can just be like, hey, hey, who is out there? (laughs) I've done this, quite honestly. (laughs) It's usually my dad. So (laughs) anyways, he asked me this. (laughs) I'll be there in a minute. What does he mean? Are we having like, are we doing something fancy for dinner? So then he leaves and I decide to mess with him and set the table up fancy. Let me explain, because I explained to you when you <laughs> asked the question, what do you mean doing something fancy for dinner? I said, well, are we having anybody over? That's what he means oh. by fancy. So having you over tonight was fancy. <laughs> That's oh. a fancy dinner. You're welcome, Matt. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that my presence constitutes it was fancy. an added element of fanciness. Yeah. But this is... I've always felt that it does. <laughs> This is the best part about dinner tonight. Because we've seen Carol Baskin. Carol Carol Baskins. Baskins. (laughs) And then Penny belches. And then Steve belches. I did not belch. And then I belch. And Steve's like, you guys are belchers. I'm like, you just belched. And he denies it. Yeah, but do you remember when you farted in front of me recently? And then (laughs) said, oh, I forgot. I'm not supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways. So I set up the dinner all fancy to mess with Matt. And I don't get Matt to laugh very often, but he (laughs) laughed hard when he walked in. At the fancy dinner. At the fancy dinner. He, it was a good one. And I dressed up. Yeah, I walked in. I, I didn't see the end. Did you put on a prom dress? I didn't have time. The last time. thing I heard I was you saying, maybe I'll dress. go put on a prom dress. I wanted to, but I didn't have time to come find it. And I knew it would have been ironed because they're just in a box in our basement under our stairs. It, it would have been even better if it was wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> so I did throw on something nice. I was in my pajamas yeah, And before. I walk in and she's in something nice. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he walks into the living room. But this is why I'm circling back because Matt's talking about maybe we'll have to do something tonight to make sure our marriage is secure. I just have to say that if you randomly do stuff like this, fun, silly things at home, it leads to a good makeout session later. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're playing with your uh, pop socket again, buddy. <laughs> but there's Let another put, little putting my pop socket away. <laughs> Thanks. Just to clarify, the pop socket is actually a pop socket hooked to the back of my phone that we've been referencing. Thank you for the clarification. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, have some fun every once in a while in your marriage. Do something random. And it. What are some other random things that we've just done? Keeps you together. We've done lots of random stuff. We used to do movie nights. Do you remember? We would move our mattress out into the living room oh, yeah. and set up like a movie theater. Yeah. And then leave it there for like two weeks and just Yeah, enjoy. that was when we were first married. <laughs> We'd have kids who just leave the mattress in the living room and sleep out there and so stuff. instead of putting a TV in your room, you just move the mattress in. It was more fun TV because room. it was, it was movie night different every, every night. night. <laughs> what else? What other ideas were you saying? Yeah, what other random things have we done? I can't remember. We've done some random stuff, though. 
But off the top of my head, I'm not coming up with it. Super all the time. I mean, like one night we made everything wrapped in bacon for dinner. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's just like silly things that off the spur of the moment we're like, oh, Mm. we should do this. This would be fun. Penny's like favorite thing like that is what a picnic in the living room. That's funny. I put down a blanket and we get pizza and we have a picnic in the living room and it's like her favorite. But that's the point is it doesn't take much to make it different and to make it special. I think one of the cool random things that we did recently was the um. We told our kids that you can get one thing at a fast food restaurant. As we go through the drive-thru, you get one thing. This is a progressive dinner. And then you do the progressive mm. fast food restaurant That's dining. Fun. So I started oh. this when Matt was out of town once because I was like, all right, I've got the kids. It was just one night. I need to entertain them. And I want to do something fun because I genuinely want them to remember that I did do fun things. Like I know they're fed all this crap about me, but at least maybe they'll remember that I cared and I tried to have a crap. good time. Yeah, you do. Just kidding. One of Penny's <laughs> favorites now is Mexican night. I think it started on, it wasn't Cinco de Mayo. I think it was like Mexican Independence Day, Independence Day of Mexico, whatever that is. I can't remember. But we did. April 15th. Is it? Okay. But we just went to the like Latino market, Campos Market, and we bought like one of every of yeah. the sour candies and one of all the like bizarre looking fruits and. I don't know, but it's Penny loved fun. it. Now she wants to do it. Anytime there's anything that's like... It might be September 15th. I think it was in September, yeah. Yeah. Or when we did don't Valentine's Day we have and no everything, idea. everything we ate had to be heart-shaped. Yeah. It was so it was gourmet, like heart-shaped bologna. <laughs> <laughs> and cheese. And it was not gourmet. I'm kidding. It was just like dumb yeah, yeah. stuff. But it was in the shape of a heart. But it just makes it fun. I feel like if you can also just randomly take moments like that to make them fun and different it makes a huge difference in the mood of your home yeah, and in was, your relationship any I know type of supposed to be talking about fun things to do with your no, spouse it's or perfect partner but no but then i brought the kids into it yeah it totally makes sense i don't like, have me a boyfriend so i just gotta do this fun stuff with penny which is great <laughs> i mean it it transfers to all types of relationships just do something random and fun or even for yourself randomly plan some thing fun it makes a big difference. I feel like heart-shaped bologna is kind of depressing by yourself. I'm not saying that <laughs> specifically. <laughs> yeah. Just take advantage of those moments. It was funny to me because I think we got more comments about those stories that I posted on any on Instagram than we've had in a while. Like it was people loved it. They thought it was the so stories funny. about fancy dinner. About yeah, fancy I'm dinner. Sure. And yeah, it just. Lightens the mood. Yeah. And then the tablecloth and the pigs were still out when Penny got back the next day. And <laughs> she was like, what's this? Why is the, the pigs that hold the name, name card name holders? Cards. Yeah. She's like, why is this? I was like, oh, we had fancy dinner. What? <laughs> and I told her she thought it was pretty funny. So, yeah. Take advantage of the moment. Have a fancy dinner. Have a fancy dinner. Is that the name of this episode? Yeah. Fancy dinner. Fancy dinner. She's so fancy. So fancy. all right have a good week y'all thank you so much for listening to this episode of the husband-in-law all right now we have a challenge for you we challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you if you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet please be sure to do so now also don't forget to give us a review we read every single one of them 
Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.